Are we getting Christmas right? Barbara Rainey says, maybe not. So many people, even if they don't know Christ, they do know that something is not right with the way we celebrate Christmas. They do know that the commercialism and the focus on all the stuff is wrong. They know it's too much, and they don't know why, and they don't know what it is. And so I think that it would be very easy to approach a neighbor and say, you know, we're really trying to, in our family, make the focus of Christmas about what it's all about. And I think people will get it even if they don't totally understand it, because I think we all know that it's the whole system is not quite right. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. What if your Christmas tree did the same thing? We'll talk about that today. Stay tuned. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Tuesday edition. I almost didn't expect to see you here today. I thought your wife, Barbara, would be here again, as she is, but I thought maybe you'd still be home Unpacking boxes. Pulling boxes out of the attic. <laughs> all the ornaments, all the Christmas trappings. Tis the week to decorate the house. Yeah, it except is. that he doesn't unpack the boxes. He merely carries them into the house. And then goes and turns on the game. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> we used to have we used to have some kids to help her, but now it's just us. That's we just have, the old mule. We have, <laughs> get the old mule out. And my mom used to say, the old gray mare, she ain't what, what she, she used, used to be. be. <laughs> but it is a fun time of uh, the year, and uh, all these trappings of Christmas all carry meaning with them. And uh, that's really what we wanted to talk with listeners about today is the meaning of Christmas and helping you truly celebrate the reason for the season. And one of the reasons that Barbara is here with us is because of some work she's been doing over the last several months on developing resources for families to use at Christmas. And I'm wondering, looking at some of these resources, our listeners know that Thanksgiving's always been your favorite holiday. I'm just wondering if Christmas is starting to edge in on the competition here. Well, I wouldn't say it's edging in on the competition as far as the experience. I still love Thanksgiving because our family is usually around. But I I love Christmas because all of us love Christmas. I loved Christmas as a child and couldn't wait for Christmas as a child growing up. And I remember the, the interesting memory that I have, or one of the interesting memories that I have uh, as a child, is I remember watching friends of mine who were Catholic, who would go to midnight mass on Christmas Eve. And I used to think, what do they do? What are they learning? What are they hearing? What am I missing out? Mm -hmm. Because there was something that said to me that was meaningful. And I wanted something Mm -hmm. meaningful in our Christmas celebration. And we didn't do a lot um, as a family, and we didn't talk about it a lot. And I remember as a kid longing for that. I knew there was more to the Christmas celebration that we had in my house growing up as a child than than there was. I mean, I, I kept looking at these other people thinking, what am I missing? What else should there be? You know, it's interesting as you mentioned that. I'm thinking back to Christmas as a child where the focus of Christmas on Jesus really only came through in carols we sang or heard Mm -hmm. on the stereo. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Or what might get talked about in church. Exactly. Other than that, it was mostly presents. Mm-hmm. That was that was what I was locked in on. Yep, me too. Or decorations or activities or parties, whatever was going on. I don't remember a whole lot of spiritual focus 
in our house growing up? Was there much in yours? Not um, not a lot. In fact, um, one of the highlights of our Christmas was, and some of our listeners will find this kind of odd, but we used to wrap joke packages. My mom and I would go upstairs to kind of Santa's, you know, workshop, and on Christmas Eve, my mom and I would get so tickled, we would have tears streaming down our faces at these really dumb gifts that we were wrapping for various members of the family that we would put under the tree, and we would not put, a, you know, to uh, Gary, my brother, from Dennis. It wouldn't have any from. It would say from Santa. And, and it was it was just having fun, but there was there was no meaning. Okay, this explains this. I'm now getting <laughs> why the why the white elephant thing has happened every year. This this you're all talking goes about, back. You're, you're talking about what our team does, the family life leadership yeah, team. We all know these corny white elephant there's there is one gift that's been passed around for ten years in the at the white elephant <laughs> that's giveaway. Right. That's right. We, and I, I so now it's all explain I'm it's now coming clear to me why we do this every year. Well that's I, I, I it was again it was one of the memories we had, but I longed, just like Barbara was talking about, I, I really longed for those more spiritual moments uh, that you would see sometimes in the movies that surrounded Christmas that did have the carols, the Christmas carols that were being sung about Christ. And um, I know when we became parents, one of the things that we talked a great deal about was how could we, as a mom and dad with our six children, Make Christmas focused upon the birthday celebration of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, how God became flesh and dwelt among us. And and I'd have to say, Bob, I would give us, give Barbara and me probably a C minus, maybe a D plus. We just didn't find a lot of good ways to do that. One of the the things we had was a nativity uh, set made of olive wood that I had gotten as a single man when I went to Israel back in 1971. Now, we had that, and the kids would get, you know, the baby Jesus out and put him in the in the manger on Christmas Eve, but we didn't really have a great way of celebrating the true meaning of Christmas uh, with our kids, and, and really, as a result, didn't do a good job of leading them spiritually around the real meaning of Christmas. Barbara, in, in volleyball terms, holidays are kind of a, a set to the spike. Mm-hmm. It's like the calendar gives you an opportunity it does. as a parent to do something more comfortably than you might otherwise do it, to talk about the birth of Jesus, to talk about his death, burial, and resurrection around Easter. Um, and, and Deuteronomy 6 is a clear call to parents to take those naturally occurring moments in our life and in our day to engage with our kids around spiritual issues. Exactly. And I think that It's just this passage in Deuteronomy is a good reminder to all of us as parents or as grandparents for that matter that we've all been commanded to teach. All of us as believers, men and women, we've all been commanded to teach. And it says in there, Moses commanded the people, he said, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So the first place that the truth of Scripture needs to reside is in our hearts. It starts with us as individuals. So moms and dads need to know what they believe, and they need to embrace that faith and that truth of the Scripture. But then he says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. So it starts with us. We're the first place where the truth has to reside, and then we take that truth and we teach it to our children. The problem is most of us as parents don't know how to do that. We don't know how to take what we believe and 
what we know and transfer it to our children. But that's the instruction we've been given. We are to diligently teach our children. And then it goes on to say, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So in other words, constantly in and out of the house, as you go, as you're up awake and as you're laying down to go to sleep, it's supposed to be a part of the fiber of your life as a family. And for most of us, one of the opportunities that we have to do that is holidays because holidays are a fiber, Mm -hmm. an important thread through all of our lives year after year after year. And let me finish really quickly the other portion of this verse that I think is is really helpful. It says in verse 8, You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And then in verse 9 it says, You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So if you think about these verses, there's a progression from my heart as a mom, my husband's heart as a dad. It starts with us. Then we teach it to our children, and we talk about it in our house, and then we put it on our doorposts. The doorpost is the doorframe around the front door or the back door of your house, and then you put it on your gate. So there's a progression for me to my kids in my house, my, the doorposts around my house, and the gate that surrounds my house. So God wants us to take the truth that we own and we possess and we believe and teach it, but also to proclaim it. And we talk a lot at Family Life about knowing the truth and experiencing it and applying it, but also proclaiming it. And one of the things that I have a real passion to do is help moms and dads not only teach the truth to their children, but give them ways that they can practically proclaim that truth to their neighbors and their friends and people who come and go in and out of that front door or in and out of that gate. There will be messages of faith to those who come into your house and go out of your house. We've already talked this week about a new resource that you've developed for Christmas, a new set of Christmas tree ornaments. We call Mm -hmm. them adornaments that Mm -hmm. take seven Christmas names of Jesus, and they are stamped in metal to be hung and displayed on a Christmas tree. And as you're talking about uh, the the frontlets of your house and the the door gate, I guess you could hang some of these out there if you wanted to as well. But you could also use these ornaments as gifts to give to neighbors, mm-hmm. to uh, teachers, to exactly. to folks. I mean, at Christmas time, we're always looking for some way to meaningfully bless people around us, these ornaments could be a great way to do that. Exactly. And it's one of the reasons we've packaged them individually, as well as in a set of seven, because all of us have people that we want to give something to at Christmas. And most of us who are believers want to give something meaningful. So we have individually packaged names of Christ uh, that you can give to a teacher, that you can give to the postman, that you can give to a neighbor. And let's face it, most people are more open to hearing the truth about Jesus at Christmas than any Uh other time of the year. Uh I mean, think about it. We walk into stores that are playing Christmas carols. The names are on, some of the truth about Jesus are on holiday cards, greeting cards. And so I think there's a a greater receptivity around Christmas to hearing the truth about who Jesus is. And so in these adornments, we're hoping that not only will families buy them and display them on their own trees or put them on a wreath on your front door or all kinds of other ways you can use them, but that families will also buy some of the individual ones and have a have an opportunity to share your faith with your neighbor or with someone else by giving them one of the names of Christ. 
it occurred to me as Barbara was uh, creating these, Bob, because she has really, for all practical purposes, been working on this project for nearly two years. You know, these are high-quality metal-stamped names with glitter and uh, really a special lacquer and, and coating on these uh, these adornments. Uh, I thought, you know, you're literally going to make it possible, sweetheart, for someone to take the names of Christ next door to a neighbor and share him with mm-hmm. a neighbor perhaps that you've been trying to think of a way. How can I talk to my neighbor? Taking a plate of cookies by itself is nice and it's certainly sweet. But, you know, if if you took a plate of cookies and on top of the plate of cookies, mm-hmm. exactly, you had one of these names, Savior, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Emmanuel, uh, Jesus is one of the names, one of the Christmas names. I, I just think it's going to be a fun way for a lot of people to truly share Christ this Christmas and then double back Maybe before Christmas, maybe after Christmas. It might be a couple of weeks later. You might just double back and say, well, what did you think of the, the ornament I gave you? You know, that's really the reason why we just celebrated Christmas. Our desire is to help families reach out to uh, other family members, friends, associates at work, and make Jesus Christ relevant where they live. Well, even in sharing the ornament with the neighbor, I, I could see you saying, you know, at our house, I've, I've just had a conviction that we need to be more focused on what Christmas is really all about. And that's why I've gotten these for myself, and I thought I'd share them with you. Mm-hmm. And that that's not threatening. That's not mm-hmm. You're, you're not uh, right. pressing anything with anybody, but you have the opportunity to plant a seed, and who exactly. knows how God would use it. Well, and I think what you just said, Bob, is really true. I think that so many people, even if they don't know Christ, they do know that something is not right with the way we celebrate Christmas. They do know that the commercialism and the focus on all the parties and all the stuff is wrong. They know it's too much, and they don't know why, and they don't know what it is. And so I think that it would be very easy to approach a neighbor and say, you know, we're really trying to, in our family, make the focus of Christmas about what it's all about. And I think people will get it even if they don't totally understand it because I think we all know that it's— the whole the whole system is not quite right. And it's not that you can't have a party or have fun at exactly. Christmas time. Exactly. It's the balance issue. And right now, we're so out of balance in mm-hmm. one direction yeah. when we ought to be out of balance in the other direction. If exactly. anything ought to be highlighted at Christmas, it's not the cookies, right? Exactly. I totally agree. That's well, right. Well, th- think about it for a moment. I, I was going through the, an airport here a couple of years ago, and, and I, I I think I just about had all I could take of everybody saying it's it's holidays. Happy holidays. It's not Merry Christmas, you know? So I was going through uh, the TSA line, and wherever I would go, I would say, Merry Christmas! Kind of loud like that? <laughs> kind of loud <laughs> like that. And They probably and I, pulled you aside for screening, no, extra screening. No, they didn't. In fact, they got it. In fact, many of the TSA agents that I went through would smile, and they kind of, it would take them a second to kind of get it. And they would say, well, Merry Christmas to you too, sir. <laughs> I think people really, I, I think for the most part, Bob, I think they get really weary of how the culture is mm-hmm. trying to take the message out of one of the holiest holidays we as followers of Christ celebrate. And what we need to be doing is we need to be finding practical, simple, non-threatening ways, not sounding like we're pious or religious or shoving something down somebody's throat, but simply um, honor someone and say, 
Here's the reason why we celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas. Enjoy this. It's it's my gift to you. Barbara, the ornaments that you've created, and, and folks need to see them. They need to go to familylifetoday.com to see what they look like. And by the way, Bob, she's got a bunch of pictures that she's taken of ways uh, she has used to decorate with them on packages, on frames, on windows, on doors, on wreaths. Uh, hanging on the front door of a house on Christmas trees, actually. And uh, she really, I think, answers questions that some women ask, what do I do with them after I get them beyond a Christmas tree? Some people have said they're going to keep these up year-round because they're really beautifully done, and they declare who who Jesus Christ really is. And right now, I think I'm right on this, we're the only place you can get mm-hmm. the adornments. They're not in stores or anything like that? Mm-mm. No, not yet. And that's just because we were running as hard and as fast as <laughs> we could right. to get to here, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. We weren't able to go retail this year. We might be able to next year, but this is the only place you can get them is online. So folks need to go to familylifetoday.com if they want to see what they look like, if you want to order them. Again, the website's familylifetoday.com to uh, get a look at all seven of these ornaments, uh, stamped metal, names of Christ, Jesus, Emmanuel, Savior, uh, Christ the Lord, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, and Mighty God. They're available in a set of seven, or you can buy them as individual ornaments. And uh, again, you can find out more about them at familylifetoday.com. And and these ornaments are, this is just one project you've been working on. You've had the holidays in mind, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, the Lenten season before mm-hmm. Easter. You're starting to think about other holidays, but what are some of the other resources you've been working on? Well, currently we have a couple of things available. One is a wreath, and it's a gratitude-focused wreath, but it's not um, its not orange, so it's not Thanksgiving or fall-themed. It's actually white. Uh, it's made out of vintage paper with uh, psalms and hymns of praise stamped onto each leaf with just a little tiny bit of glitter. But it's a really beautiful, it's soft, and again, it's one of those put it on your front door. Um, it's a statement of your faith. It's a reminder to be grateful. And it isn't really a seasonal item, even though we designed it with uh, Thanksgiving and fall and our natural inclination to think about gratitude in the month of November. Nonetheless, it is not so themed to that holiday that you couldn't use it all year. So we have that wreath available. Um, and then we also have a nativity I know a lot of people who collect nativities, and this is a nativity that's unlike any others I've seen, but it too is not uh, Christmas-themed. In other words, it's not red and green. It doesn't have a lot of glitter on it, and it's an item that um, can be kept out all year, again, as a reminder of the birth of Christ and the centrality of that event in our lives as believers. Now, some people are hearing you talk about leave a nativity scene out all year, and they just go... Really? You'd you'd where would you put in your house? Where would you put a nativity set that you'd leave out all year? Well, I think there are a number of places I could put this one. This one is made out of metal and it's just the silhouette of Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. There's a donkey and a lamb. The lamb is really sweet. And so it's just those five pieces. And because it's metal, I could put it on a table on my screen porch. I might leave it up on the fireplace mantle. I might put it on a table or on a bookshelf. And because it's just the silhouette, you can just glance at it and see in an instant what it's all about. We all know what the nativity looks like. 
Uh, there are pictures of of this on our website too at familylifetoday.com. Exactly. Yeah. And I suppose there's a picture of the wreath that folks yes. want to see what that looks yes. like as well. And you're working on stuff that we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. for Lent and for mm-hmm. Easter too. Correct. We're um, we're creating a resource for families to use at Lent. Um, it's a six session kind of a family devotion, for lack of a better word, um, where a family can get together once in the evening or at breakfast or whenever works for your family. And there are six sort of lessons, uh, one for each week of the six weeks leading up to Easter. So that's the Lent product. And there are a lot more elements on it that we'll get into some other time. And then we're doing something for Easter too, for Holy Week, um, a very, very short activity to do every day for the starting on Palm Sunday and every day leading up until Easter Sunday to help celebrate and prepare for um, the resurrection of Christ. Are you getting any time? Are you seeing your wife at all these days? You know, <laughs> I, I wish uh, I could put in a complaint. She works in, in your area, Bob. I think I may uh, I may have a talk with you. Talk to her boss. <laughs> but, but I would have to say this, though. My wife has never been more motivated than when she was a mom. I mean, when she went after being a mom, she did it all out. She was going to be the very finest mom in the world. And I have not seen this kind of drive and desire to really help other families uh, in our 40 years of marriage. She is determined to help create tools that will help moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, be successful in passing truth about God on to the the next generation. And uh, it's such a central part of why God designed the family. Uh, Shouldn't we use the holidays and this holiday in specific, Christmas, to be able to to pass the reality and the truth of Jesus Christ on to the next generation. Well, and and listeners, uh, as I've said, can get a chance to look at all that Barbara has been working on when they go to familylifetoday.com. Uh, first of all, you can see the adornments there, and we've got all seven of them laid out so you can look at what they look like. You can also get information on the other resources she is working to develop. And if you'd like to order either a, a set of adornments or if you'd like to order individual ornaments, they're available when you go to familylifetoday.com. Order from us online at familylifetoday.com or call toll-free 1-800-358-6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. And and really, I should mention that uh, these are not available uh, generally in Christian bookstores or anywhere else online. Uh, You need to come to familylifetoday.com or call 1-800-FL-TODAY. Now, I should also mention that for many years, we have made available a a child-friendly nativity set called What God Wants for Christmas that's designed to be interactive to help kids get into the act of placing Mary and Joseph and the angel and the shepherd and the wise man and the baby Jesus in the Christmas scene, and it helps them understand the story. There's an accompanying poem that can be read aloud, or there's a CD that you can play so that the kids can hear the story of Jesus' birth as they interact with this nativity scene. We must count all the people, the king had decreed. So Joseph and Mary packed bags with great speed. Long days on a donkey and about to give birth, she wished to stop bouncing o'er hard, dusty earth. In Bethlehem they found no spare rooms as requested. Then God showed a place they had never expected. A stable with animals housed them that night. The heavens watched in wonder. Would they be all right? 
uh, that, that's a sample of uh, what's on the CD and a sample of the poem that's included with What God Wants for Christmas. And there's a mysterious box that we call box number seven that's in the package. And in that box is what God wants for Christmas. So as you put the nativity scene together, you keep asking the question, what is it that God wants for Christmas? And ultimately, the child gets to discover the real reason why Jesus was born, why he died, and why he was raised again. If you'd like more information about what God wants for Christmas, go to familylifetoday.com or call us toll-free at 1-800-FL-TODAY. And we hope you can join us back tomorrow. Barbara Rainey is going to be interacting with a group of young moms about how you mold and shape the next generation. Uh, We'll get a chance to listen in tomorrow. I hope you can be back for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.